Hello, and welcome once again to another podcast by Touchstone Financial Education. My name is Elliot Cox, and thanks to my regular listeners, the podcast is growing, and I appreciate all the time you take out of your busy schedules to listen to my podcasts. I can be found on LinkedIn. Of course, Elliot Cox is my name. Send me a message. Tell me what you think. You can also find me at touchstonefinancialeducation.com as well. Take a look. You can also message me that way. Maybe there's something you'd like to hear on the podcast. I will incorporate, of course. And um, I'd like to give a shout-out at this point, too, to some of my international listeners. Those, um, those folks around the globe who are listening, I truly appreciate you. You guys are out of Canada and Australia and Switzerland, Spain, India, Qatar or Qatar, Russia and Taiwan. So thanks a lot. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about technicals. Okay, all the podcasts that I've done so far have taken us from the basics, from retirement planning to 401ks and IRAs and all that wonderful stuff. Now we're going to kind of forget that. Also, I discussed fundamentals. We're going to put that in the rearview mirror for the time being. Going forward and for the next several podcasts, we're going to be looking at things like volume, charting, momentum, etc. How to get in there and place a trade. And here's something that's key. We always hear in most, you know, literature that's put out there, webinars we watch, it's time in the market and not timing. Well, yes, for the most part, that's true. For most investors, that's absolutely 100% true. Set it and forget it. We're in it for the long haul. But there are folks who want to take advantage of shorter term opportunities, and that's what we're going to be focusing on. So when we're looking at these shorter term opportunities, what kind of tools do we use to determine when it's time to get in and get out okay and this is basically technical analysis now to do this kind of analysis you really need a good platform all right you can't just google or watch a YouTube video so if you haven't already uh, you know please take a look at platforms that are a little more complex than Vanguard and Fidelity Fidelity is building out their trading system but believe it or not you're still gonna need something a little more traditional like a like a Schwab a TD Ameritrade, an E-Trade, or an interactive brokers for those of you who want to be a lot more sophisticated and don't mind paying, don't mind paying a monthly fee. Okay? The reason why we need these more complex platforms is because of the analytics. All right, the things they'll show you on the screen. Again, we're in this for the shorter term momentum. We are essentially trying to time the market. So again, Time in the market is important. Time in the market is very important for most folks out there. But for those of you who want to take advantage of the volatility in the market, as we've seen here since last November, or even more recently in the last couple of weeks, since the markets have come down a bit, looks like we might be retesting these lows. How can I get in and take advantage of that? All right. So we are going to be discussing at the end of the day here, Trading, 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 trading. All right. Now, let me go ahead and define what I mean here. When I say trading, I'm not talking about day trading. That's where you're in a position and out of position before the market closes in one day. I'm not talking about swing trading either. Okay. These are really short term moves that most people don't have the time to execute. And, you know, whether you make money in it or not, I guess it's up to you how much time you put into it. But this is not day trading. This is not swing trading. All right. So let's go through one of the most basic indicators for trading. And that is a simple 
moving average. And sometimes in platforms it's known as SMA. Okay, And what these averages do is they take the average price of a stock over a certain period of time, 20 days, 40 days, 50 days, 200. And the simple moving average that you use will help determine the window of your trade. Because here time is extremely important. How long are we going to be in the position? Okay. So again, the most basic simple moving averages are the 20-day, the 40-day, the 50, and the 200. Those are pretty standard in most platforms. You can configure it differently depending upon your goals, but I like to stick with the basics. All right. And again, let me stress, time frame is key here. Also, the second component of what we will be looking at going forward is the chart itself. And when you're viewing your screen, the chart is going to come in it can come in many different configurations, but for the most part, you're going to be looking at either a logarithmic scale or candlesticks. I like the logarithmic scale personally, so I'm going to kind of stick to that for the next few podcasts. But the logarithmic scale will look like uh, a series of dashes or crosses or T's or these weird little lines. Okay, Candlesticks, on the other hand, are just that. They look like candlesticks. They're rectangular and they will have a line on top, sometimes a line on bottom. And on some of the platforms, the rectangle itself, okay, depending upon how large you make your screen, will have colors in it. And that's kind of a component of a volume indicator, which we will get to later. All right. But again, for the most part, I'm going to stick to logarithmic scales going forward. Now, from this logarithmic scale, some of you might have heard of some of the more traditional uh, patterns. Okay, this is where trading comes in again. We're not looking at fundamentals, but trading. So teacups, upside down crosses, a W, an M, you know, this just gives us an indication in the short term of what direction the stock is going to go in. Now, I'm not going to focus on patterns today. We're going to look at those simple moving averages. We've determined the chart we're going to use, logarithmic scale or candlesticks. And then here's where something uh, that I think is so important. This is the, probably the most important component of all this, regardless of how you view your charts. Okay, and that is volume. All right. So when you look at your chart, you logged in your system, pulled up a chart, try to add a volume component at the bottom of the screen if it does not pop up. The reason being is volume will tell us or provide an indication of strength or conviction, however you want to phrase it strength or conviction around a stock's short-term move. Again, we are trying to time the market here, so we want to make sure that when we decide to execute, whether we're buying or selling, that volume is showing us that the move has conviction. All right, And I like to view volume in bar graphs. All right, They're easy to eyeball. You could just take a quick look. You know what's going on with the volume. As a matter of fact, when a stock is trading on higher than average volume, which is easy to see, uh, you know, that usually corresponds to some material change in the company, like a Bed Bath & Beyond, or next week when Apple announces, or releases rather, the iPhone 14, you're probably going to see an uptick in volume. So if you're charting Apple, you're going to notice perhaps more conviction in the stock move uh, in and around that product release. Again, a material change to the company will be reflected in volume. Okay, and so once we got the volume at the bottom of the chart, we can add moving averages on the volume 
bar graph as well so that we get an idea how the volume is ebbing and flowing and this helps us again to pull the trigger okay so we've got a simple moving average 20 40 50 200 days the shorter the moving average all right the shorter our time frame should be on the trade okay we've got the logarithmic scales we've got candlesticks and now we've got volume so as we put that all together all right we want to make sure that the stock position that we're looking at relative to the moving average you're using is either trading below at or above that moving average because that'll determine whether we're going to buy hold or sell okay so if we have a stock that's trading below let's say it's 40 day moving average on some pretty average volume we know there's going to be a material event happening like the release of an iphone earnings report whatever the case may be we're going to watch to see how that stock moves relative to that simple moving average so if you're looking to buy for example you're going to want to have that stock trading at or below the moving average okay the reason being is we're hoping that the stock is is viewed as undervalued now not undervalued in the fundamental sense okay but in a momentum sense meaning people haven't been paying attention to it volume kind of dropped off maybe they're waiting for this event but in either event it's trading below that moving average so we're going to kind of take a look and see hey maybe i want to get in on this as well all right um that's how we do it whether it's 20 40 50 or 200 okay the further out we go the wider our time frame is for the trade but we still want to see that stock trading in a certain position relative to the moving average depending on our goals buying or selling so for example on the sell side we might go ahead and think about trading or in this case selling the stock once it gets above the moving average okay so then in that case it might be what's called overbought so you have a an opportunity to look at a stock in and around a moving average all right um, in this case we want to buy when it is below a moving average or at or near the moving average itself again our time frame here is key all right and then we think about selling once it moves above that uh, moving average now something that is it is absolutely important in all this you know we've got volume we've got a moving average we've got a scale logarithmic scale or candlesticks whatever we're looking at but what is absolutely key here is a sell target okay and and the reason I say that is because all we're looking to do is to get in and get out uh, in a very short period of time so all of these things lend themselves to that sell target component and I gotta tell you the first book I ever read uh, when I got into investing and this goes way back was a book called winning on wall street by a guy uh, named marty zweig and he was on a show that i used to like to watch on pbs here in the states called uh, wall street week with louis rukeyser excuse me and it was actually on before cnbc and uh, marty zweig was on cnbc early on as one of the wall street talking heads but in his book he laid out uh, a game plan for trading for trying to time stock purchases and sales and one of the rules that i took from that was set your sell target at 25% on the upside, 7% on the low side. Now, I know the markets have changed since the 80s. That book was first published in 87, but the discipline still remains, 
Okay, as a matter of fact, my opinion is this. 25% upside, 30% upside in a position in a short-term window, let's say 6 to 8 weeks or 20, 40, 50, or 200 days, depending upon what average we're using, is a very good return. Now, I know the last few years, the sense of what the market can do has been warped, especially by some younger investors because you grew up or came into your own when the markets were you know, just going to the moon, especially in the last 10 years. We see some positions that are up 1%, 2 300%. But realistically, that, that's a one-off, okay? So with a traditional trade, short-term, okay, we also are looking for 25 to 30% on the upside, 7% on the downside. That is an excellent trade. Gold star on your certificate if you could do that consistently. Now, when we set these sell targets, we're looking at our charts, we're using our moving averages, we're taking a look at volume, all right? Higher than average volume to show some conviction or... or purpose behind the trade, all right? Um, the best way to remove emotion from placing these trades, whether you're buying or in this case, selling the position, all right? The best way to do that is to use what are called limit orders or stop orders. And what that means is, and I'm going to go back uh, through this again in other podcasts on this, but basically it's a way of setting up your order without you having to execute it, especially if you're busy during the middle of the day, you know, market's open, you're at work, you've got family, whatever it may be, your order will get executed, okay? So you could set your sell targets at the time you decide to purchase your position, all right? Make that investment, okay? Set the sell target, remove the emotion using simple moving averages, your chart, looking at volume, all right? And again, I have to stress having a really good platform for this, right? Schwab, TD Ameritrade, um, E-Trade, Interactive Brokers, okay? When we do this and we remove emotion, and especially setting that sell target, I tell you, you will save yourself a lot of heartache because I know I'm guilty of this. As an individual investor, we make this one crucial mistake, which is we hold on to the position for too long. All right. Hey, look, I'm making some money. I'm going to keep this. It's up 20%. It's up 40%. Yay, the markets are wonderful, right? And then all of a sudden, guess what happens? There's some news, a material event in and around the company, and the stock begins to fall, and we think it's going to go back up, and it keeps coming down and down and down. And now that profit we had, uh, we're back to our cost basis, and then especially since November, and if you're a tech investor since March of 21, right? we've seen those profits become a loss, okay? So we want to go ahead and use those sell targets. We want to go ahead and use those limit and stop orders to remove that emotion, to remove that um, um, perhaps false sense of hope around what we are trying to achieve, okay? So this is just kind of a, uh, a first step into looking at how we can be successful on the shorter end of investing, or in this case, trading again not day trading not swing trading all right setting a, an appropriate time frame in and around moving averages at 20 days 40 days 50 days and 200 days all right and you will be successful if you put the time into it all right there are a lot of wonderful tools out there okay again this is not this is it you know fundamental analysis we're not looking at earnings we're not looking at dividends we're not looking at 
um, what analysts are necessarily saying about the company. We're trying to take advantage of some short-term moves. We got a good company. It's trading below, let's say, its 50-day moving average on higher than average volume. Uh, volume indicators are showing that the stock is perhaps oversold, okay, meaning it's down lower than it should be. We think something good's going to happen. I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger. So I'm going to set up my trade. Remember, we're buying, but we're also setting those sell targets. That is essentially the, the discipline around trading. Now, should you do this in your retirement account? Absolutely not. Some of you, you know, go for it, I know, but I rather see people do this honestly in their taxable account. So if they take the hit, they're not disrupting their plans for retirement. Again, I like to see this in taxable accounts, okay? Yes, you'll be hit with short-term capital gains. I get it, but you know what? If you're making money, you're paying taxes, so get over yourself, okay? Discipline, discipline, discipline. Use those simple moving average averages. Time frame is key. Logarithmic scale versus candlesticks, whichever you prefer. I like the logarithmic scales. We're going to be taking a look at volume. We're going to pull the trigger using limit orders and stop orders okay and that's really it I'm gonna stop here because uh, what we're gonna do next time is we're gonna get into a little bit more on some of the patterns that you can view on the logarithmic scale so for my regular listeners you know what if you can pick a stock add it to your watch list if you don't have a watch list ladies and gentlemen all that is is a bunch of investments you think you might be interested in and yeah you know take a look at the fundamental analysis of course and look at what the analysts are saying but also begin to filter it through uh, this component as well the trading the technical end of things because I, I think you will find that especially in a volatile market like we're having right now there are opportunities or will be opportunities to make money on these shorter term plays and that just enhances the performance of of course your taxable investments and not your retirement accounts because I hope you're you know keeping true to uh, John Bogle and Warren Buffett and Peter Lynch in your retirement accounts, which is set it and forget it, capture market average returns, and that's how you will have a nice retirement. This is just for those who want to put their foot on the gas a little bit. We're going to continue with this. Thanks, guys, for listening once again. Um, next time, I will continue more with patterns from a logarithmic scale. Okay. If again, you have any questions, please reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can go ahead and message me. My name is Elliot Cox. You could also go to touchstonefinancialeducation.com. Shoot me an email. Have any questions, comments, concerns, whatever. Love to hear from you. And that'll be it for today. Again, this is the first in a series on technicals and not fundamentals. For those of you who want more of the fundamental component or the basics, please listen to previous podcasts that I have done because I got you covered on that front. Thanks a lot and have a great afternoon.